Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Aaron. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com, and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We're taking you back to Sundance yet again with an incredible documentary called Rebuilding Paradise by a man you might know. Maybe you've heard of him. His name is Ron Howard. (laughs) And we were freaking out that we were going to get to meet him. This documentary is really powerful. It's about the fires that plagued the town of Paradise, California. And um, he's just such a sweet, such a genuine man. And uh, this is a really important documentary, especially... For those of you uh, that are living in California, we remember these fires and and we're definitely affected by them here in the Bay Area. So enjoy the interview and we'll see you on the other side. I'm your host, John Wildman, here with my co-host from Bitch Talk, Aaron Lim and Angela Tabora. And sitting across from us is Ron Howard. Ron Howard, who has directed a film called Rebuilding Paradise. And uh, Ron, this is a point where we usually let our filmmaker tell us what the film is about. Oh. You start off. Well, there was a huge fire in Northern California uh, on November 8th of 18. Uh, and uh, in the town of Paradise, California, uh, a town that I knew something about because my, my mother-in-law had lived there and I have a lot of relatives in Redding, which is not very far away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it burned. 95% of it burned. Uh, you know, a town of 26,000 people, everyone just scattered. Uh, ultimately, there were 85 fatalities. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, you know, a stark uh, tragedy, and and it uh, and it and it really shook me uh, because, you know, look, we we see these images from all around the world, um, and then when it hits a little close to home, you really feel it, and that's human nature. Uh, and I really I really felt it, and I began to wonder what that town was going to do now. You know, once the cameras leave, once mm-hmm. it's not in the spotlight um you know who who's going to care can it rebuild what will rebuilding look like and that that word kind of resonated and we just started talking about rebuilding paradise Uh, we went to our documentary group at imagine entertainment Uh, i've really fallen in love with working on documentaries and so i i shared it with the team and they said uh let's just send uh, let's just send a crew we sent a crew then i joined and I, I kept going back two or three times, and then we took this footage um, uh, from those early early days and weeks to Nat Geo, and we got to make this movie, which is about this community um, and the question of whether whether they can come back and what will it be like for them. And ultimately, I think it 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 sort of underscores, and I think this is a sort of the dramatic surprise in it. And it's logical if you think about it, but it's not necessarily what comes to mind when you, again, when you see these images, is this sort of long tail of trauma. Mm-hmm. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's getting through the fire and the tragedy. Of course, that's one thing. Uh, and uh, so it's really, a, it's really a, it's a character study. And the town's a character. And we began following individuals uh, who were staying 
and digging in and going to try to make it work. Well, I think you set us up for that at the very beginning of this because this incredible footage mm -hmm. of, of people trying to escape the fires and being in the middle of it, and, and it is harrowing. It, I mean, it, it, it is gut-wrenching and, and, and edge of your seat, all those things that people say about that, yeah. and it sets us up for it, that process. It, it's really, you know, as a filmmaker, and I'm, again, n new to documentaries. This is my first Veritate documentary. You know, I've done profiles of musicians and Pavarotti and the Beatles and Jay-Z and things like that. I loved it. Really fell in love with the medium. But this is the first one where I, I no way of knowing what this story was going to be about. You couldn't, this is not about sculpting thematics, you know, like you would in a, in a screenplay. Um, uh, it's about discovering um, and the answers, finding them. And, and of course, it's the individuals that we follow who give us some of those answers, but they also pose, you know, other questions. All that said, I think that that, that opening 10 minutes uh, as, as put together by our editorial team and worked on for, you know, for months and gathered from the townspeople is, a, is about as cinematic and harrowing a sequence as I've been involved in. Well, exactly, and it goes exactly what you're saying, that you know, we, we've had a number of these environmental disasters um, in, in the last couple of years, but, but there's a distance to them, mm -hmm. and we feel bad. But, but, but what the film does uh, from the outset is go, well, if you were in the center yeah. of, of, of really hell coming to your, your home yeah. and destroying it, this is what it would be like. Yeah. It's a really, you know, it's a test. It's a very cruel test. Um, and, uh, um, and again, there's no, you know, there's no thesis here that I'm trying to prove. It, it's really letting the, letting the community uh, show us what it means. And there are some surprises along the way. And, and um, you know, and, and, and ultimately it, it's, it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known whether it could be about resiliency, but I think, uh, you know, it very, very much is. It's not, it's not easy. It's not pretty. It's not safe, emotionally. Uh, it's, uh, but, but it's a, it's a real demonstration of that. And I think it also, it, I think it does ask a question for viewers. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope people see it. I think people are going to get, you know. Di different values draw different values from 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 seeing the film um you know based on who they are what they've experienced where they live and so on um but i hope everyone can can relate to it and i and i kind of hope everyone comes away with the question if this were to happen to me and look it's the reality it's the new normal it's happening more and more uh it's not just fires it's you know it's all kinds of catastrophes and if it were to happen, what would I, what would I want? What would I hope for from my community, my family, society? What would I need? Uh, how would I cope? Am I prepared for that kind of thing? Um, and uh, and so I, I hope if there's any soul searching, it's it, it, it's really it's really that. It's just recognizing that you know facing that sort of gauntlet is. Uh, um, is, is something that could happen to any of us at any time. Yeah, and uh, what I wanted to mention was um, that a few of us here uh, live in the Bay Area and live in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and that week felt like the apocalypse was happening. Mm -hmm. So I can't, yeah. couldn't even imagine what was happening what? in Paradise. Well, you got a tremendous amount of smoke oh, from, yeah. from the Redding, from, the, oh, from for, the car fire, exactly, and then the campfire. See, right. I have a lot of relatives in Redding. So I, I first was worried about them, and, and, uh, and they were... Uh, pretty much unscathed which was which was great news on a family level um then i heard about just the, the smoke and the, and the fallout and the aftermath and then 
you know, uh, the campfire comes along with, with paradise. Right. And again, mm-hmm. a community that I knew because I, my mother-in-law had lived there for about five years before she passed away. Mm-hmm. Great, great little town. Mm-hmm. And also not a town, um, not an affluent town. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, you know, there is some affluence there and, and, and it, and it's, but, but there, but there are also a lot of people who are there because, uh, you know, it's less expensive. They're hanging on. They're retirement people. Uh, and uh, you know, one thing that uh, that again, it's one of those things that you sort of know if if you think about it, but you don't necessarily. Um, you, it's not front of mind, uh, which is a catastrophe like this comes along, whether it's a fire or a storm or death or uh, some other family tragedy or anything, and. And and it it really puts into relief, you know, all all the frailties, all the weaknesses. Everything gets exacerbated in a really intense way. In this case, you're talking about that for an, for an, a community of twenty five thousand plus people. Right. Well, and I also wanted to to, to quickly jump in on um, your approach to this. As uh, you know, yes, you have done some uh, some other documentaries <clears throat> leading up to this, but. That working from a from a narrative standpoint versus working from a documentary standpoint, yeah. and, uh, and 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 you said you know that that there's a different kind of joy to it. I think I'm so I'm finding it very exciting. I'm also I also really believe it's uh, kind of um, stimulating and invigorating a new kind of way of looking at the scripted work that I do. I mean, this has been an amazing uh, amazing creative uh, year, powerful and emotional, because while directing uh, the paradise and working on that uh either going there with the teams or working in the editing room uh you know i was also directing an adaptation of hillbilly elegy uh for netflix which 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 you know deals with this microcosm of society a similar microcosm of society uh and culture uh in in america that i really really relate to uh, and I understand this is my family. These are my, you know, n- near relatives and my wife's as well. And so it's it's been, a, a, you know, creatively really interesting. And definitely these two projects fed off of each other. But I would say that my scripted work with Hillbilly was more informed by what I was learning by being in paradise talking to these people and you know when you're when you're making a verite film you have this responsibility to probe and mm-hmm. so uh, I'm not a professional interviewer but I'm in these situations and I'm, I'm I, we have you have to dig a little deeper it's a little uncomfortable for a guy like me uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's not exactly my nature uh, but but you know you're asking police officers and firefighters do you think we could use your body cam footage because I'm watching it from the fire, yeah. and it's so personal and and uh, emotional, and you hear them break down. Yes. I mean, they're human. They're in the middle of a nightmare, and it's hitting them too, and their homes are burning. A very unique circumstance, dramatically, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, pretty jaw dropping uh, to uh, to visit shortly after. But but again, there's this long tail of struggle um, that is uh, you. You know, and they all talk about a kind of a, you know, post-traumatic stress syndrome mm-hmm. or, where it just keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. We tried to reflect that in the movie mm-hmm. by occasionally going back to, you know, that 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 cell phone fire footage, that their personal experience uh, to remind the audience that, you know, just six months ago, just eight months ago, 
they this is what they went through well i know this is a new style for you but i have to say your goal was absolutely accomplished Mm. (laughs) i left this film as aaron said we live in san francisco i left this film realizing that you know we're, we care about them when it's happening we're worried and then six months later a year later life is still hard for them and we slowly forget about it so thank you for leaving uh having me question how i deal with these crises and being empathetic to what they're dealing with well thank you and on an individual level you know kind of everything starts with what you just said how we deal with this how we, how i feel how we all feel and you know it's human nature and we have to get on with our lives as well uh, just as they as they do, but it does beg that question again. What would we hope for? What, what you know from our from our from our society, from our town, from our government, uh, and uh, and uh, and and there and, and clearly there's a level of anticipation that I think um, you know that we that 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 we have to accept that is needed, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and so for whatever reason. Uh, there's just a greater incidence. There've always been horrible fires, always been horrible earthquakes and trash. Sure, but it clearly it's intensifying as our population grows, and so we have to understand and be, I think, more aware because the the human suffering left in the wake of these things is scarring. You know, yeah. it's not just a bad week. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's scarring, and uh, as a as a nation. Uh, and as a culture, I think we have to recognize that and see what we, you know, and, and see what we can do. I'm not a policymaker, and, and or uh, you know, and and uh, uh, or uh, you know, an, an expert in, on the subject. But as a citizen, having witnessed this, you know, this is this is it would, it would makes me think. Well, again, the film is rebuilding paradise. It gives you a front row seat uh, to both the beginning and the reconstruction of of an entire uh, town. It's mm-hmm. it's an amazing film, uh, Ron. It's wonderful to have. Here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much, Ron. Uncle Ron, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Howard. For gracing us with your presence. We've been watching him since we were kids. Yeah. And it's so cool to see the trajectory of his career. He's really just evolved into this force and... Um, He's one of those people, not like Emilio Estevez, but he's been around for so <laughs> mm-hmm. long, but there's never been any dirt on the guy. He's always just been just a really good guy. Yeah. I started following him on Instagram, and it's like, it's him and his wife and their dog sometimes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just normal. Yeah. Super norm. And it felt that way, too. I thought I thought maybe I'd be a little nervous, but I didn't I didn't feel nervous when he walked in. No. And he's a pro. He mm-hmm. knows right. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But, and, well, that was what was great about this is... Normally, when you get a star of that caliber, you got to have a producer or, you know, some other, like... A whole you gotta team. Have, you got to have, like, four other people in studio to get the big name. Um, and everybody was like, no, it's just Ron. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Ron. And it was like, this is awesome. I remember that was one of the first big names that yes. were booked when we were getting ready for Sundance. We have that little crazy PTSD spreadsheet that says mm-hmm. everything yeah, that yeah. our schedule is like yeah. of Sundance and his name popped up and those always changed right right the schedule was like just this fluid document that once it turns green that means that we're confirmed quote unquote and sometimes that all that still changes and I remember when we got uh, Ron's name on there I was just like is it gonna is it gonna change is it right gonna, is it right. gonna come out is it gonna come out and yeah and I remember when we the first time we had a call with 
uh, one of our producers were like, is that booked? Like, is that solid? Because sometimes right. you'll just put a name down just to hope. Right. And it was. And he stayed on the list. Yeah. <laughs> and he showed up. And, he, and it was our, that was our first day. That was our first day. That's right. And we were in the small room. Yeah. the thing is, this time around, because we were doing so many interviews, we did 69 in total, We all of us couldn't be on every interview. But once we saw Ron Howard, I was like, I'm not. I don't want to have to fight you, Aaron. Right. We're like we're all on this. <laughs> we're interview. all on this interview. Yeah. So all three of plus, us got to do it. Plus, we're from here. Right. And we experienced a lot of that fire. Right. Living in San Francisco, so mm-hmm. we kind of had to be on it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was no way. Like that was what I was trying to tell our other producer that I was just like, it's only Ron. We don't have three other people on mic. There's no. There's no way that all three of you guys wouldn't have. I was like, I would never want to deny any any three of you the opportunity to sit down with Ron Howard. You right. Know? <laughs> it's like, because for, for a while we were all like, okay, only two people get to like, so who are the volunteers? We were, you know, we we spent a lot of, you know, we crafted that to, you know, who got, you know, some people want, you guys, there were interviews that you guys wanted to do that you didn't get to do, but I was like, there's no way Mm-mm. that, we were like, oh, we did Ron Howard, and one of you guys didn't get to do Ron Howard. Yeah, I right, wasn't yeah. walking away from Sundance to <laughs> that happened. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Char. Thanks, Char has our back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was it. Was special, and he's really cool. Um, and his approach to this film is, it's like you're in it. It's uh, really powerful. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Especially the open. Just, yes. Just watch it. Watch mm-hmm. the film. And we, we wish the best to everybody that was affected by, by this, and especially in the town of Paradise. So, You can find Rebuilding Paradise in select theaters on Friday, July 31st. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. <laughs>